Blog Talk Radio. Today we got the blues, and we got the blues in spades. Hamish Anderson and War and Pierce are going to be with us, and it doesn't get much better than that. Welcome to Music Friday Live, and thanks so much for being here. Angeles, California. It's Music Friday Live, brought to you by World Arts, a global platform for musicians, fans, and the music industry, and by MySanFelipeVacation.com, your source for a great getaway on the Sea of Cortez. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. Don't forget, this is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so you can call in. You can call in at 347-215-7511, or you can email us. You can email your questions and comments to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And I want to welcome our listeners on the cyberstationusa.com network and their radio affiliates, and also to those of you who are listening to us on Stitcher or iTunes, and to our UK listeners who are listening to us on the Artist Echoes network in London. So if you're listening live and have questions, call in or email in. If you're listening to a podcast or a rebroadcast or you're in London, you can send your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com and we'll forward them on. Well, this is the week of Grammy parties, starting with the Billboard Power 100 party, which uh, honored Spotify founder Daniel Ick and saw guests like Nora Cyrus, g Easy, The Weeknd, Jason Derulo, and lots more. I mean, L.A. is just going nuts. You can't go anywhere in any of the clubs without seeing private party signs on them. So th- this week in LA is just absolutely crazy, but it's a music week too, because everybody comes in, you know, they're all here early and they're all playing. So, and so keep in mind, the Grammys are this Sunday. They're live from Staples center in LA on CBS and it should be fun. Might even be a bit political this year. Who knows? So, um, you know, if you're not surfing in San Diego or skiing down Fifth Avenue in New York city, check them out. They're always fun. Well, we're delighted that Hamish Anderson has returned to Music Friday Live. Now, if you're familiar with his music, you know that his blues guitar has no match in its intensity and in, in its virtuosity. He's simply in a world of his own. He toured with the late B.B. King when he was only 23 years old. Doesn't that just make you sick? Uh, his single, Burn, won the Independent Music Award for Best Blues Song. His new album, Trouble, was a top pick by review sites across the country and is doing quite well. Thank you. His song, Never See You Again, was an Alternative Roots Magazine top 10 song pick of the week last month. And, you know, no wonder. Anderson's music is a mix of uh, electric blues, soaked rock, and modern roots song. He's an Australian, but he has excelled in the seminal American music form, proving once again that blues is global. His upcoming tour includes South by Southwest and the Firefly Music Festival with Bob Dylan and 21 Pilots and lots of other great people. But we're honored to have him here with us today on Music Friday Live. Amish, welcome back to Music Friday Live. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, it's been a little over a year since we talked last, and a lot has happened, uh, including the release of Trouble. Uh, You released the album in October of last year. Tell me. Was it relief to get it out or a celebration or sort of just another day at the office? Yeah, I think it was it was definitely a, you know, a celebration to get it out. And it was definitely the longest I'd ever spent working on music in the studio. And it was kind of done in like three little blocks kind of over the space of like more than a year. So it really, you know, it was good kind of taking my time with it and, you know, an album was just a really different thing to do than the EP, so I really wanted every song on there to kind of have a place and something that I, you know, would be proud of a year later. Well, I, I think you definitely succeeded, and uh, before we go any further, uh, let's play a little bit of Trouble so our uh, our listeners know what all the excitement's about. This is Trouble. Cool.
Now, I had the good fortune to see you live at the Troubadour last year when you played that and many other songs. Uh, I didn't write a review of the show. I was just there to have fun. But I remember thinking how effortlessly you play the guitar. It, 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 it's like a quiet extension of your arms. Uh, are, are you even aware of your guitar when you're playing live? I think the the greatest thing kind of for me about playing live and, and playing guitar in front of people and stuff is it's it's one of those things that it's almost like a, like when you're so into something and so in the moment that you like you completely forget about you know any of your problems or anything else that's going on around. So that for me is always it's almost like uh, like lucid dreaming in a weird way. Like you just kind of shut off and it's all just instinct and yeah, that's definitely my favorite thing about playing guitar in front of people and playing live. Well, it, it really shows. It, it, it's so effortless. Uh, it's amazing to watch because I, you know, I see a lot of bands in which they're jumping all over the place and making weird faces and, and you're just up there <laughs> making wonderful music. Right? <laughs> now, when you assemble this album, um, and there's 12 songs in the final version, how many songs did you have to write and record before you distilled it down to these 12? Um, there, there were like some leftovers, but it was it was the type of thing where I got lucky enough to work with a really get, great producer, Jim Scott, who's uh, who's worked with you know tons of my heroes like Tom Petty and Tedeschi Trucks and Ryan Adams and all these people and. I sent him, I think it was probably almost around just over 20 songs or something, and it was it was very kind of obvious to see the ones that he was really drawn to and thought were great, and I think some of the ones that got thrown out were kind of, he called them kind of like rocking chair, back of the porch type songs that maybe got a little too sleepy or ballady. So I really, I really, that's the thing I love working with producers is they can really, you know, tell you what's working and tell you what isn't working. So it's always good to kind of get you out of your own head. Well, obviously uh, it worked. Um, I want to play another song from the album. This is, uh, this is Hold On Me, and it seems to come at the blues from a, a slightly different direction. It's uh, something that's more traditional. This is Hold On Me. Did you start with that opening rift and build around it, or did did you come at it from a different direction? Yeah, it was, that was one of the last songs, actually, uh, I wrote and we recorded for the album. And basically, I had that riff for like just two weeks, kind of, and nothing else, just going around and around with that riff. And it's in this open tuning called Open G, that's like the tuning that Keith Richards is known for, and a lot mm-hmm. of old blues players and I just kind of, I just played it over and over and over again. I had no words, and and then eventually one night I was out, and really quickly, all the words kind of just came out at once. And yeah, that was a fun one. It was kind of like the same type of feeling I had when I wrote Burn, that I just wanted to write a real kind of like juke joint, fast kind of frenzied blues style song. Well, we're going to play Burn uh, a, a, a little later, and, and our listeners can sort of compare the two. But I wanted to say that song, and many of your songs, are, to me, just pure get-down-dirty blues. But blues is, and this is a quote from a friend of mine uh, uh, who once said, that blues is everyone's favorite music if they're over 50 years old. Um, <laughs> But there are so many young blues artists out there, like yourself. Are the people who fill your shows your contemporaries? Is is the blues audience that you see is it a younger audience? 
it's both really I think I think there's you know definitely people over 50 and, and then there's younger people and I think that's the great thing about the blues is is that it's just it's kind of you know the whole thing is like universal music about things that everybody feels and things that everybody goes through and I think maybe I you know I remember growing up like in the 90s and it was almost like around then I guess kind of blues almost had like a kind of a strange like almost like a bad rap like it would be like you know kind of the music that you'd hear in like a bar you know at like Hooters or something and like you know everyone thought blues was just kind of that cliche of you know I woke up this morning blah 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 um but I think what's really interesting in the past couple of years is it's it's starting to be reimagined and taken further and I think you can hear that and you know everyone from like Alabama Shakes to Jack White and Gary Clark Jr. and all these people and and really that's the thing about blues is you know every popular music form and style came from it like you know you hear blues and hip hop and pop and everything really that that's true uh I was in uh, Cuba uh last week and uh, meeting with musicians and and music producers and a lot of them said exactly what you said is that they they listen to blues um smuggled uh, records uh, their parents brought in uh, as kids, and you know, they added clave to it and uh, uh, some of the uh, Afro beats, but uh, it all came from the same place. So, yeah, yeah blues that's is some strange. of the. Go ahead. Yeah, that's the most. You know, I love blues when it's mixed with other other things, like you know, whether it's bands like the Stones that you know it's blues rock, or you know, in hip hop stuff when they sample blues songs, it's always it's always really kind of like an interesting element when it gets mixed with other things and it becomes something else well obviously like like all uh, music always um, continues to evolve and i'm really glad that that blues is and that you're part of that evolution another evolution i'm seeing in blues is a lot more women on stage and a lot of them with guitars and not just singing so uh yeah in, in fact the i see a lot of blues bands now with women on the bass the bass is, yeah. I don't know what it is, but uh, anyway, uh, we're talking with um, Hamish Anderson. He's the blues player extraordinaire, and we're talking about his music, his new album, Trouble. Uh, we're talking about the blues. You can talk with him. You can call in 347-215-7511, or you can email us. Some of you have already emailed, so we'll get to your emails in just a minute, but um, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Why don't we, why don't we go to some of these emails here? Um Let's see. Mallory in San Diego wants to know what guitars do you use, and do you have any sponsorships from guitar makers? Um, no sponsorships as of yet, but the main guitar I use, and the main guitar I use on the record and live, is I've got a like a replica of a '52 Fender Telecaster, and it's like the blonde, like the same type of looking one that Keith Richards plays, and and yeah, that for me, the Telecasters are just like the most diverse and great sounding guitars and and when i play acoustic i have a a d28 martin which is just like yeah kind of big bodied beautiful sound yeah um do you collect guitars or or would you like to collect guitars i mean i'd love to i just uh yeah i gotta (laughs) start making some more money and stop spending too much money on guitars but it's always hard it's like i have to sell myself from kind of going into guitar shops because I always want to buy something, whether it's a pedal or a piece of gear. And, yeah, I, I'm trying to just yeah. kind of cut back and keep it simple. My, my drum instructor, who's also a, a guitar player, in both sessions and on the road with some pretty good-sized bands, is a gear collector. And it's getting to the point where you can barely get into a studio because he has yeah. the same problem. Um, yeah. Let's see, Rihanna uh, in um, Los Angeles uh, asks... Uh, do you write the music as well as the li- lyrics? And I would say, do you write the lyrics as well as the music? Do you write them both? Yeah. Yeah, at the moment, I've I've actually, I've, like every song I've done, really, I've written every, you know, all the lyrics and all the music. And, and the great thing about songwriting is it's always, you know, it's different every time. Like sometimes it's a lyric that sets everything off, or sometimes it's just a word or a piece of music. And it's always a changing thing, which kind of keeps it exciting. Now, it. I've had blues players on and, and rock rock musicians on who neither read nor write music. Um, 
they do it all by ear, and, and some pretty big ones too. Where did you learn to to read and write music? Uh, well, basically, like I can't read, I can't read sheet music. Um, so it's yeah, it's which is you know I think pretty common amongst kind of blues musicians and rock musicians. But basically, I think really it came from just listening, like really listening to music and listening to you know songwriters like Bob Dylan or Neil Young or Joni Mitchell and and really you know it's like you listen to so much music it kind of it eventually just all kind of blends together and comes out but you know it took a long time like I even before I played guitar I I really wanted to write songs and and yeah it was just something I kind of I always wanted to do and it's, and it's definitely yeah the most fulfilling part I think of it now you mentioned earlier um, we've mentioned earlier uh, producers and you you produced Trouble with Jim Scott and he's produced mm-hmm. the Sting and Rolling Stones and Tom Petty and Many, many, many others. Uh, so, how, how did you uh, you you get together with uh, with with him? Um, basically, it was it was like perfect timing. I a guy uh, Brian Lucy, who's based here in LA, he masters he's mastered my EPs and Burn and everything. And and I was at his house and he was having a listening party and he was playing a, a record he just mastered by Ryan Bingham. And uh, I just loved the sound of it, and I, you know, I asked him who produced it, and he was like, "Oh, this is Jim Scott," and he was like, "You know, you two should really meet." Like, so he set that up, and I went out with my manager to Jim's studio, and and Jim's studio is in Valencia, and from the outside, it's a giant like factory, you know, it was like a shoe factory. Yeah, the player, and the player studio and out there. Yeah, pliers, yeah, and you go out, and it's just like inside, it's just like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory for music, like it's like just vibe city and you know he's got a beautiful big neve board from sound city and and just all this amazing old gear and it's all hippied out with all these tapestries and and yeah it was just we just got on and i just had so much respect for everything he's done and yeah it was just like a kind of great match well let's uh let's hear uh let's let our audience hear some of what came out of that uh some some of that blues magic this is burned How did you conceive and develop it, and, and what did Scott contribute to it? Well, uh, yeah, that song actually that was done for the the last EP. So that was before I'd actually met Jim. Trouble right. with Hold on Me. That was done with Jim. Sorry. This song yeah. that was done actually another great producer, Chris Sharma, who is a yeah he's an engineer for the Rolling Stones, and and I met him. We did that like two years ago, I think, in when I first came to LA, and mm-hmm. and yeah, it was it was kind of the same, you know, a similar type of thing. Chris really has a great feel for doing, you know, we wanted to do it live on the floor like the same I did with Jim and try not to do too many overdubs and make it too produced and and yeah, really that was that was I think the first time I really wrote like in my mind like a big kind of all out blues influenced like rock kind of song. And it was all yeah, from that riff yeah. We we have a number of emails here that are asking pretty much the same question, so I'm going to distill them down into the question myself, and that is, why don't you record the whole thing all at once with a band in the studio? Why do you record pieces of it and then put them together later? Isn't that more trouble? Well, we actually we actually did do it kind of the band all at once. That was that was really the vibe with the album was like let's all get in you know, bass, drums, keyboard, guitar, and let's just play through the song, you know, three times, four times, and then pick the best version, and then, you know, if we're going to put stuff on top of it later, we do, but there was none of the, like, you know, play the drums, and then go in and play the bass, it was everyone playing at the same time, not really worrying about the bleed, 
from everything. And even like, you know, half the vocals, I think, were kind of, you know, I'd just keep the original take because that's, that's the way I like to do it. Early on, on my first EP, it was a little bit more of doing the, you know, layering stuff. And really since Burn onwards, it's been everyone playing at once live and, and just, you know, warts and all. Well, I think uh, the uh, the thrust of the, of the the emails I'm getting on this is uh, what's the advantage of doing different pieces and, and overdubbing them later? I know, but I'd like to hear it from, from you. Yeah, I think, it, I think it just depends on how, you know, some people really like kind of filling in all the space and, you know, putting all sorts of things on top. But then I, I always like about recording that all the, the kind of spaces and leaving it more empty. And, and one of, you know, an example of overdubbing on this record that I'd never done before was I ended up using horns like a saxophone on Hold On Me. And that was something that, you know, it's easier kind of to put it on later than to have them playing at the same time because sometimes it can just get too busy. But I was lucky enough to have Steve Berlin from Los Lobos come down and play saxophone on that song. And, and that was the type of thing that we had recorded the track. And then it was almost like a last minute thought was like, you know, we should put, we should try a saxophone on this. So then he came down and put it on. And it worked. But it's too, really like the, different strokes for different folks, yeah. I think. You know, some people like to kind of do it bit by bit, and other people just like to get, you know, a more, okay. I guess, quote-unquote, imperfect sound. Well, that, that saxophone, those saxophone um, accents in, uh, uh, that you put in there, I think really work well. And very. Uh, <clears throat> now, we got another email here from Suchi. Suchi in San Francisco, and Suchi wants to know, have you ever played in San Francisco? Biscuits and Blues would be your kind of place. Yeah, I have. I've I've played, uh, I can't even remember the name of it, but it was like, it, it was almost like what we were talking about before this interview. It was like a private kind of members club thing I did in San Francisco. But yeah, I'd love to get back and play in San Francisco. I'm hoping this year will be the time to do that. Okay. Well, speaking of playing, uh, of, of uh, dates, you've got some exciting dates coming up, don't you? You've got a... Yeah. South by Southwest in March, and then uh, in June, you're going to be at the Firefly Music Festival, and that's headlined by Bob Dylan and 21 Pilots and The Weeknd and Chance the Rapper. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, do you know uh, what you're going to be playing? Have you got that all worked out, or do you figure that out the last minute? Yeah, a little bit of a basic idea, but yeah, trying now basically to do as much stuff from the new album as possible and and then, you know, we're also going to plot out, I think, a whole bunch of L.A. dates after South By and then a whole bunch of East Coast dates leading up to Firefly in June. So I'm excited to kind of get out now and start promoting the record. Uh, you said you're going to put out some L.A. dates. Um, any hints? Do you know yet? Uh, where, where can people go to find out when you're playing live here in town? Yeah, I think we'll be announcing it in a couple of weeks, but if you yeah want to keep up to date, basically the website's the best, hamishandersonmusic.com, and through that you can find all Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. Okay. Are you on Bands in Town? Yeah, I'm on Bands, just okay. under my name. Because right. I know a lot of my listeners subscribe to Bands in Town. So so if you're not following Hamish on Bands in Town, you should. Uh, if he's, he's going to be playing around L.A. and... Uh, a Hamish Anderson live concert is an experience you don't want to miss. And for our East Coast audience, um, and anybody actually, Firefly is in Dover, Delaware, June 15 through 18. It's going to be historic. It's always historic. So if you can go, go. All right. And I don't know what day you're going to be up there on stage. I don't know if you know yet, but uh, it's, uh, it's one of the, the, the best uh, the traveling concerts are around. So, uh, you're, you sound like that you kind of settled into LA f for a while. Is that really the case? Yeah, basically since the past two years, yeah, I've been based out here and occasionally get back to Australia, but mostly out here in LA. Okay. Right. Well, I'm, 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 I'm selfishly very happy about that. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> that you're spending more time in uh, Los Angeles. But speaking of spending time, we're going to be out of it pretty soon. And I wanted to play another song, and this is from your self-titled 2013 uh, EP, and the song is Howl.
That was a howl, and I, I think you recorded that what three three years ago. Yeah, I think now uh, that was almost probably four or close to five. I think. Okay. Well, how how has your music changed uh, since since that that EP? I mean, I have my thoughts about it, but I'd like to hear from you. What what changes have you seen in yourself? Um, I think definitely, and with the album as well, I finally felt really comfortable at a place with everything, like my songwriting, my guitar playing, and my singing that I really wanted to mix them more. And, and like on that first EP, Howl's really the only song that has like, you know, what you call like a riffy, bluesy kind of guitar solos and stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Yeah, really, I, I just think, you know, now I'm, I'm just more comfortable with knowing who I want to be and what I want my music to be. And, and I think it's kind of, you know, the more you do something, the more confident you become and it's sounding more like me than, you know, when I can tell this, tracks directly influenced by this and that tracks directly influenced by that so yeah i think it's yeah, I would a growing agree. process yeah there there yeah. is a hamish and anderson sound uh when i when i hear the first few notes of a song i can tell it's yours yeah well, that's the hopefully that's you know that's the goal <laughs> okay well what, one thing uh, unfortunately i can't tell is the clock to stop uh we're uh we're out of time so uh, I'm going to have to say thank you for coming back uh, to Music Friday Live and for helping to keep the, the blues alive and growing. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, Hamish Anderson, follow him um, at hamishandersonmusic.com and on all the social media. Like you said, he's going to have more live dates uh, in Los Angeles uh, before he goes to the Firefly uh, Festival in in dover so follow his website follow him on bands in town get his music at the website or on itunes you can stream him on spotify and incidentally while you're on his site pick up a bb king tour t-shirt this is a collector's item from king's last tour which hamish was part of all right we're going to take a quick break right now we're going to hear from one of our sponsors the world arts don't go away because we got more blues coming up World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At World Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music. We're back. It's Music Friday Live. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. And, of course, you know, we always want to hear from you. You can phone us, 347-215-7511. You can email us um, at um, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Thanks for everybody who emailed in to our last guest. Um, uh, Regal in Milwaukee, sorry we didn't get your email, but I will forward it on to him because it's a great question. Well, if you're in Southern California or Arizona, there is a wonderful vacation from you for you, and I want to let you just take a little trip to Mexico right now. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at MySanFelipeVacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.mysanfelipevacation.com today. That's www.mysanfelipevacation.com. See you in San Felipe. And like I always say, when I grow up, I hope to have a voice like that. Yes, we'd like to see you in uh, mysanfelipevacation.com in San Felipe. And when you go to the website, 
If you put in the code MFLA5, you're going to get a discount. So remember, that's MySanFelipeVacation.com. Use the discount code MFLA5, and you'll be glad you did because you can have a wonderful vacation. Incidentally, it's only half day's drive, too. Well, seldom do I have one, let alone two guests, who are as interesting as Chris Pierce and Gerard Faber. They cross boundaries of music, production, television, film, writing, speaking, and even winemaking. Chris Pierce, the Pierce in the duo Warren Pierce with Sonny War, who cannot be with us today, is a global music force with seven independent albums, headline performances, tours with the likes of B.B. King, and he's even done TED Talks. Uh, Gerard Faber is a songwriter, bass player, producer, Grammy winner, Emmy nominee, film and TV composer who has toured with Seal, among others, partnered with Cool Kojak on a Cuban music project, and done many, many, many other things. But most important for today is that he is the genius who brought Chris and Sonny together to form the duo, which is really a trio with uh, him and the creative mix. The music is wise, it's addictive, it's down-home blues that rises to the very heart of the American blues experience, but is every bit as current as today's headlines or billboards this week top ten. Gerard and Chris, welcome to Music Friday Live. How you doing, Pat? Thank you so much for having us. I'm doing well, and I'm doing even better now that you're on the line. (laughs) So thank you for being here. All right. Well, well, that, that was a, that was a right beautiful introduction. That. Thank you. <laughs> well, Absolutely. It has, as Henry Kissinger used to say, it has the added advantage of being true. Um, All right now. All except one thing that i got to just pop in and say. It's actually uh, Chris Pierce who has not only toured with uh, with B.B. King, but Seal as well. And uh, I, I met Chris when he was touring with Seal, but I was not. Oh, okay. All right. Good. Yeah, that's Thank right. You. That's right. Jared, Jared and I, uh, we met in uh, in Prague, of all places, when I was out uh, with Seal. I'll be darned. Okay. Yeah. Right, well, thank you yeah. for the correction there. It's uh, well, you know, it's hard to know where to start because there's so many interesting things to talk about. But uh, I think it makes sense to start where you just you just started, and that's how you guys met, how you put uh, the uh, the duel together, and uh, you know, what's that whole creation story there? Jared, do you want to speak to that? Sure. Um. Yeah, Chris and I had known each other for a few years, and like like we said, we, we met during the time that he was um, running around the world opening for Seal. And um, I had met uh, I had met Sonny War through um, Patrick, our, our mutual friend Martin Chan, many years ago. And I just kind of you know I'd been been friendly with both of them. And one day I went to see Chris, and I had been thinking about Sonny, and I thought that they should meet, or wondered if they knew each other because I thought they might kind of be magical together or I I suppose it was a possibility. I asked Chris if he knew Sonny and he said he didn't. And he said, Hey, I, you know, she sounds, sounds interesting. I'd love to meet her. So we all got together uh, one day at my place and um, wound up just playing some music. And out of that first little hang, we, um, we wrote the, the, the first song that wound up being uh, any day now on our EP. Well, that is such a good story. I think we should uh, play any day now for our listeners. One, two, one, two. such an exciting project for both of you, for actually all three of you. It's such a great blend of inspiration, firing music, blues, and storytelling. 
Um, now, in the mix here, who writes the lyrics? Uh, that's a good question, Patrick. Uh, you know, we really we get together, the the three of us, and sit at Jared's place, and uh, and it's it's a a uh, uh, definitely experience of fellowship. We get together and get everything together together. <laughs> so it's uh, you know everything from the lyrics to the music to uh, you know to, to where things are going to be placed, um, and what we've been doing is we've been writing lyrics, music, and recording the songs uh, in the same sitting. So we will do that for one song, and then we'll get together uh, and do another one. Uh, and that really, you know, I, I, I believe that really, uh, you know, we're able to really get the spontaneity and the, uh, the rawness of, of the song and where it comes from. Wow, that, that I yeah, am that, impressed. That song in particular was recorded entirely live as as most of the, the music on the record is, is the majority of it is live, all one take. Um, some of those songs that we have uh, have some overdubs, but the one you just played, we just sat down. We kind of just worked it out all together. And when we felt like we had it, we uh, tried a bunch of takes till we had one that we liked. And that was it. And that's what, that's what wound up on the record. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm very impressed with the fact that you could do that. Uh, and Chris, I'm uh, in listening to you. I'm also impressed with your facility with words. And uh, I know that that you did a TEDx talk, and in that TEDx talk, you talked about losing your hearing, and then getting right. back in one ear after surgery, and then literally relearning how to hear. And you said yeah. something that talk that that really stuck with me. You said. Music is a place of open arms that would always let me in. Um, what do you mean by that? Is that part of the healing of music? Well, a absolutely, and I think that uh, you know, I, I, I believe that that's something that all of us can uh, hopefully one day in our lives realize uh, whether we make music or uh, are, are supporters of, of music, that music is a place of refuge. And it's it's a it's a safe place for all of us, and a, and a place that will take us in, a place that will cover us, a place that will be open uh, to listening to all of our emotions and feelings and uh, things that we that that are our innermost uh, secrets about ourselves, things that we think that, that need to change about the world, uh, our frustrations, our sorrow, our love, and uh, and that's what music's always been to me, and. You know, losing my hearing after already being really heavy into, into music uh, at 15 uh, was devastating, to say the least. Um, but there was this, this, this friendship that I already had, this, this uh, unconditional love and the spirit for music that I, I knew that I was going to get it back somehow, uh, or the music was going to come back to me. And it took a lot, a lot of time and a lot of patience uh, with the healing process, but uh, I, I believe with that attitude, the music will always be there for us. is 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 something that can get us through a lot of a lot a lot of the uh, a, a lot a lot of the journey that life uh, has to offer. Uh, Jared, your, your journey through this place of open arms has included writing, uh, playing, producing, composing for film and television. Um, when did when did the, the music world began to open its arms to you. When were you first involved in it? Uh, I mean, I think, I think, you know, like, like a lot of, like most musicians and a lot, you know, a lot of people, I mean, you start to, you know, really identify, you, you identify your, your, your personality with music and, you know, find an identity within music, you know, sometime in adolescence, um, I specifically remember seeing the movie, uh, the documentary Hail, Hail Rock and Roll, which was the Chuck Berry story. Uh, <laughs> I remember. I was a freshman yeah. in high school when that, when, that, when that movie came out. I went with my dad to see it. And I remember leaving that movie knowing I was already into music, but I left that theater going, oh, this is what I want to do, <laughs> which is kind of absurd <laughs> to say in oh. retrospect. But it's I all remember, like, you know, feeling that. Um, <laughs> mm. you know. well, well, I but, remember you know, music, listening. Music. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Sorry. But, uh, no, I was just going to say, you know, the, the, the path of, of trying to make a career at, at music has taken me down a few different roads, but it's always, it's always uh, 
been most satisfying when I've been able to come back to personal projects like War and Pierce, um, you know, things that are not, uh, you know, that we just really come from the love of music and, and, and from the connection between other uh, musicians and collaboration and, and trying to really be emotional and do something. Well, I remember listening to uh, Bill Haley and uh, the same thing called to me too. Uh, and yeah. uh, in their album and this album, uh, there's a song that has really called to me and I want to play it. This is on and on. We're calling out to you. Everybody, we gotta move. We've been down way too long. It's all right to right the wrong. We're gonna walk, we're gonna crawl, gonna make it through it all. Through the fire, through the rain Won't stop fighting until we see again On and on the tears will flow On and on that's all we know We're going to walk, we're going to crawl We're going to make it through it all I could listen to that all day And um, it will heal whatever ails you, right? Now, Chris, I can't decide, is that a spiritual or is that an alt-rock song or is it blues? Um, does it matter? Uh, I, I don't I, – yeah, yeah. I, I think I think C was probably the, the answer. I think, you know, Sonny Sun, and I uh, and Jared, we talk about that a lot, um, that we hope it – you know, our music is uh, – is, is, I, I, I hate to use the word crossover because that's, you know – um, we we hope it reaches uh, people for different reasons, and uh, and I think that uh, you know all three of us come from unique places musically, um, and Sonny is is incredible as you know with uh, is, is it has an incredible story and is such a brilliant musician uh, who who you know plays everything from punk to to uh to rock to to is one of the best finger pickers I've ever heard in my life um and has such a unique style and I think that uh I think that we just hope that people make up their own mind about what it means to them and what what kind of uh what whatever they want to call it is cool with us. I think or, we used the word tw- 21st century blues at one point uh, early on. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that very much. Um we we actually I haven't announced the uh the email address yet, but I've already got any emails in for you. And uh, this one is apropos. This is a uh, Regal, uh, rather, this is uh, Tim uh, in uh, Tampa. And Tim wants to know what is your favorite brand of American blues? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, as a, as a harmonica player, uh, you know, I, I've listened to a lot of Sonny Terry uh, Big Walter Horton, um, I don't know Jimmy Reed. Uh, you know, I, I think I tend to go. Uh, that's really hard. That's a great question, <laughs> Jared. Do you, <laughs> we have do great you, listeners. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as harmonica goes, you know, I, I, I even you know Stevie Wonder is one of my favorites, and um, you know, I, 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 I think that the you know I was out with BB King, and I think he said it best that. The blues is the the blues is the blues. <laughs> That's what he said to me on the on the first on the first day I was out with him. I mean, even you know, harmonica wise, you know, Mickey Raphael, I think is you know Willie Nelson's harpist is one of the one of the greatest guys okay, out there. Right. Uh, so you know, I, I listen to anything that really inspires me and takes me to the place I need to go to. Okay, we are talking with uh, Gerard Favor and Chris Pierce of War and Pierce. Uh, you can talk with them too. You can call in 347-215-7511. Or if you're sitting there at work, as I know many, many of you are, and you've got your headphones on and you can't call in, you can email in, as some of you are already. You can email in to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, Gerard, speaking of boundary crossing and mixing genres, uh, you also produce um, 
Latin Grammy-winning album for uh, Beto Cuervas, and you and Cool Kojak produced the Urban Legends Cuban Music Project, uh, and you also work with Alex Cuba. Can you tell us about yeah. your adventures in uh, uh, Latino or Latin music? How did that happen? Uh, it, it kind of happened. Uh, it was kind of happenstance. Um, I was I was working with, uh, as you mentioned, my, my my partner Cool Kojak on a project back in 2005 or so. And we were just kind of messing around with some sort of general electronic music. And we kind of found ourselves playing with something that was sort of vaguely Latin. And we liked that as a direction. And then the opportunity through a bunch of other just coincidence things that happened, uh, opportunity came up to go to Havana. And I went down and spent uh, 10 days in Havana and I brought these tracks with me. And um, through someone that Kojak knew in Havana, we linked in with a bunch of musicians and we got a recording studio down there for a couple of days and we recorded a bunch of singers and musicians, percussionists, a guy who played tres, a guy who played, um, I don't know, all kinds of stuff, singers. Um, and we, you know, we, we put this sort of fusion electronic, a little bit hip hop at the time I was super into this movement of Cuban hip hop that was happening. And, uh, there was a documentary on Cuban hip hop and, my first night in Havana, I happened to, again, total happenstance and meet someone who was in that documentary. Um, so when I came back and released that record, um, which, you know, got a little bit of attention, which was nice, uh, I just wound up meeting a whole lot of people who were working in the sort of emerging uh, alternative Latin music thing that was happening in L.A. so much at that time, which is still happening and probably was happening before that, but there was sort of a... a a particular movement at that time and you know just through that i people liked what i had done they wanted to you know i met people we started working on different projects and one you know that's how i found myself working on that and then it's that a lot of fun i continue to it's fantastic uh, and of course the the la um, um la has become a uh, creative cauldron for latin music music uh, um, we call it um, alm music american latino music and uh, <clears throat> there's a big, big community here, and I guess you you probably are, know that community. Um, well, that, obviously that's that's how I met you. That obviously, that's how you met me, right? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I want to. We we should get back to uh, the, the music at hand here, and I want to uh, play an, another song. And this is uh, this is a song that has kind of an edge to it, and um, it's the. I live to tell about it. My misfortune follows me Like a bibbing cloud of rain If I'm around then you will see All my trouble and my pain they dragged me in a corner with a weapon in my face. I had nowhere left to run except that hill of crying grace. I live to tell about it. 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 The lyrics in that, uh, they dragged me in a corner with a weapon in my face. I had nowhere to run except that hill of pride and grace. I lived to tell about it. Uh, Chris, in, in my other life, which is a political life, um, I know some of the, the leaders in the Black Lives Movement, and, and yeah. I hear stories similar to those lyrics. Is, is that personal experience for you? Uh, unfortunately, well, I guess unfortunately is not the word I should use because it's all things that build us. Uh, yes, that, that, that is from personal experience um, many years ago. Um, in uh, the, the town over from the town I grew up in, um, I was uh, 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 
pulled over and uh and uh <clears throat> and uh beaten pretty bad taken to jail mm-hmm. um and uh and uh ended up uh not getting it on my record and uh, two of the policemen got um uh suspended for it after a, wow. a really short trial um um and uh yeah it's something that uh you know it's there's truth truth in the words i think for all three of us you know living to tell about it um we yeah. all go through things in, in times of injustice um and uh as a black man uh, growing up in a small town uh where everybody knew everybody that was a pretty uh shocking thing to go go through you know in the in the town next to ours um, wow well. yeah yeah. Uh, do do you lend your music to political activity at all? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I uh, I ex- I exercise uh, writing every day, whether it's with Warren Pierce or writing on my own, and uh, and that's a, that's a daily exercise for me. And and uh, I write I write a lot about uh, uh, for uh, my political uh, feelings uh, about what's going on, and and especially how. Uh, you know the interest, introspective thoughts of how, you know, my in my unique experience, I think that we might be able to get through some of the things that we're we're in. Wow. Well, we've got a lot of other things I'd love to talk about, including Reverend Tall Trees, but uh, we're <laughs> we're we're getting uh we're getting a little tight in time, and I do have some more music I want to play here, and also Great. we've got some emails. Uh, Layla in Los Angeles wants to know where she can see you live in Los Angeles. I understand you have a date coming up. Yeah, we're really excited to play on uh, March 2nd. It's a Thursday night, March 2nd, at uh, the uh, famous spot Hotel Cafe in Hollywood uh, on Cahuenga, sure. uh, just below right. uh, uh, Hollywood Boulevard. Below Hollywood Boulevard, yeah. Yeah, and we'll be playing there at 10 p.m. on uh on the 2nd of March, and uh, we'll be doing a, a full show. Okay. You're going to be in the main stage or the second stage? We'll be on the second stage. We really love that stage uh, for, for many reasons. You know, I, I've, over the years, the last 15 years or so, I've played on the main stage a lot, and I actually even did a Chris Pierce Live at Hotel Cafe record in there. Um, the second stage is, is just beautiful as well, and it adds this intimacy um and uh, it's, it's it's like a true listening room that you don't it find is, a lot yeah. of in LA these days. Yeah, since we lost the wits end that's uh the the next yeah. best thing and it's a good one. I love it too. Well, we yeah. we're, we are getting tight on time and I wanted to play a little bit of I'm through with you. to that all day long you guys are just fabulous um so uh we, unfortunately we are out of time and um i, I want to recommend everybody go get a copy of that album where's the best place they can go to get it uh, anywhere that they buy music online pretty much we're, yep. we're, we're everywhere okay. yep and at, at the show at the show on the 2nd of uh, march at hotel cafe okay if so. you want a physical copy yeah all right. And, uh, oh, and by the way, uh, we should also mention that people, uh, Chris, should check out your website and take a look at the wine. You also make wine, too. Um, yeah, yeah, I've been doing that for a little bit. Uh, uh, yeah, you can check out my, my my stuff at chrispierce.com. It has links to pretty much everything I'm doing. Okay, and, and I'd, I'd love to get into how you got into making wine, but unfortunately we're a little tight on time. And also there's a Playing for Change concert coming up, too. You want to tell us about that, uh, Gerard? Yeah, we um uh, also I uh, Mark Johnson who uh, who started the Playing for Change organization and they do they do videos uh, music videos all around the world songs around the world uh, reached out to me after seeing one of our videos 
And um, we did some, uh, we're doing some, he has a series called Live Outside. And so we recorded a, a few songs for him. And Chris and Sonny are also appearing on a couple of his songs, which include uh, Keb Moe and Buddy Guy and other uh, great artists that, that, that Chris and Sonny will be singing with. And, and where can people see the video? Uh, I imagine on the Playing for Change website, um, it, as yeah. I understand it, they will be released in the next few weeks. And as soon as they are, we'll, of course, be tweeting them out and sharing them on all of our social media and all of that. But uh, we'll yeah, we'll have it on that. our yeah, we'll have okay. it on our official website as well, which is warrenpierce.com. All right. Let me know and we will tweet it and put it up on, on our social media, too, because Playing for Change is a great organization. I really appreciate that, yeah. you, that you guys are involved with it. Well, unfortunately, the clock says it's time to get uninvolved. So, uh, Gerard and Chris, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to be with us and also say uh, thank you to, to, to Sunny and, uh, and hope next time she's, she can be with us, too. Thank you very much, great. Patrick. It was, so it was great talking to you. Yeah. And the album is War and Pierce. You can get it on all the social media, iTunes. You can stream it on Spotify. Check out Chris's website and learn about Reverend Tall Trees and also order a bottle of Leadbetter Syrah. And check out Gerard's website, too. There's a lot of interesting stories there. Uh, this is, uh, and I really love the fact that we had blues all day today. Well, you have been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyber Station USA, Blog Talk Radio, and our radio affiliates. If you like our Facebook page and you follow our Twitter feeds, you'll get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is uh, Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartleben. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. You can download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com. Music Friday, you can also find us on iTunes. Next Friday, next Friday, we're going to have some more blues. All right, We're going to have blues rocker Drew Southern, and then we're going to have the mysterious Shambu. So check us out next Friday. Follow our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we'll give you uh, some updates on these guests, too. Right now, it's um, time to say have a great musical weekend, and I'm going to leave you with some more of the wonderful music of War and Pierce. This is I'm Through With You. Comes to life.